Targ, me mateys. It'll be another episode of Tardish Tropes. I be your Captain David. Arr, I'm your first mate, Hannah. And we've got a special hostage with us today. A stowaway, methinks. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm Victor. And um, I, I want to share with the audience... That right before that intro started, David said, All right, fair warning. I might at some point say Argamimates. You didn't realize it was coming for you right off the bat. Yeah, I didn't realize it. And you said it might happen at some point. I didn't mean that you meant I right now. I gave warning. So I gave warning. That be the pirate code. Yeah. Let's talk about this episode. What was this episode called? Uh, the, the... Scourge of the Sea Devils. What, what yeah. was it called? It should have been called uh, like it's that. Called like Return Legend. of the Sea Legend. Legend of legend? the Sea Devils. Yes. Right, there was whatever. zero... But that's the thing. There was zero legend about the Sea Devils <laughs> in this, which I think tells well, you a it, lot. I think... I think there was probably a legend, but it didn't really happen on screen. Um, so this is uh, part of the series of specials leading to Chibnall's departure, as well as Jodie Whittaker's departure from Doctor Who. It's been a long run. We've been covering it since the very beginning. It's been too long. I'm personally pretty excited, because uh, we're seeing it end. I... And, you know, is it bittersweet? I don't know. No, it's, well... <laughs> it's it's bittersweet because I've wanted Chibnall's era to end for so long, but now I, I care so little that it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you feel nothing. Right. You're it, numb. Is it going yeah. out with a with a bang or a whimper? Um, so this is, I guess, an Easter special, but it doesn't really have anything to do with Easter. No. Which um, you know, we had our New Year's special and we had our Halloween special, <laughs> but uh, I guess the Christian holidays. I think that's what it is. I think he doesn't want to do Christian holidays. Yeah. Remember, yeah. that was my theory, that he's nervous about them. <laughs> and the backlash he'll, he'll possibly receive. Right. I, right. Mean, well, I, I mean, I feel it, like it you... goes back to the very beginning. Like, literally, <laughs> he didn't want to start his season on a Christmas special, <laughs> so he made Moffat do another episode. And now, <laughs> you know, his final episode, you know, before the finale is going to be this Easter special that has no eggs in it. Or rabbits. At least Planet of the Dead had a chocolate egg. Or or Jesus. He literally could have done if he really wanted to be sacrilegious. Well, a regeneration. <laughs> he could have had a lot of fun. <laughs> right. I don't think that the BBC would have funded Chibnall's Jesus fan fiction. Um but they funded this. What is this? This is the story of <laughs> Chinese pirate sea devils. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, yeah, I, like I don't even know what to, the story is very simple. There's not a lot to necessarily recap. Is it simple though? Because I had a lot of trouble following it. I, so maybe I, you guys can clarify some things for me. I cannot. Uh, if you can remember them. <laughs> Yeah, so... Victor's you know. already throwing in the towel. <laughs> um, so we start in 1807. Yeah. There's with... a pirate queen mm-hmm. who is a real-life historical figure. Um, and she is invading this town to stab at a statue. Why mm. does she do this? Uh, she needs something from it. What does she need? She takes a shard of it, right? Yeah. What is it? 
Uh, I don't know, but it's important, David. It probably is an Easter egg. Is it a map of some kind? Couldn't tell you. Could be an Easter to egg. The, to the fl- treasure of Flor del Mar? Well, okay, at first I thought it was like the magical gem thing that the sea devil wanted. Right. But then I, that turned out I think out that to... was supposed to be a mislead. I think, oh, this thing that she took, that must be important. And then it turns out it's not important. But yeah. then why did she stab that statue and why did she think that would lead her to the treasure of flor del de lamar yeah it's very strange uh, i don't know why she does it but she does do it and the statue cracks releasing and the the sea devil comes to life right it's a statue of a sea devil uh which is a doctor who baddie from the 70s um previously associated with the master who does not appear in this episode but will appear in the next one <laughs> And uh, they took a little bit of a different approach to the visuals for this one than I've seen, I think, on, like, any Doctor Who, like, costuming choice. Like, they used pretty much identical costumes to the ones that they had in the 70s, but they sort of layered a layer of of computer effects on top of it. What did you think of those? For the Sea Devil? Yeah. Yeah. I so the, it, the eyes moved and, yeah. the, you know, there was some throat movement. I thought it looked fine. It's a weird design to begin with, but, you know, that's that's just the waters with classic Who creature yeah. designs. Yeah, it looked, it looked all right. It didn't look too bad. I thought there were some scenes where it, it genuinely looked worse than if they hadn't moved at all. <laughs> because it just kind of looked like the frame was, like, expanding and, like, contracting. Like, like they didn't actually animate on top of it you know they just sort of use effects to move things around <laughs> really is that what it like just sort of like a like? almost like a smudge effect or like, like a, a click and drag or yeah it's sort of like a tiktok filter <laughs> um, in a lot of ways they're trying and to so go think... viral david yeah <laughs> right of course well i would actually have enjoyed it more if the sea devils did a tiktok dance at some point i <laughs> But okay, so this statue—it's this interesting MacGuffin-y figure, in that it draws all of our different diverging paths together, and yet I really don't understand it. <laughs> so it's being defended by this guy uh, and his son, whose name is Ying K, mm-hmm. and they're trying to protect the statue because if you break the statue, then the demon alien gets unleashed. Right. right yeah um and it, and it's you know the alien immediately starts like killing everybody yeah uh with a poison sword which right. i think is a funny a funny thing to give them <laughs> <laughs> because it's like it's first of all sword. why would they be using swords when they always used guns mm. i and see second, i know that why would why would a poison sword be that much more of a threat than just, like, a regular sword that can chop you in half? Right, against these defenseless peasants. It would have been pretty good to see someone just, like, get stabbed in the heart and be like, oh no, I've been poisoned. <laughs> yeah, not not really played yeah. for laughs. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, at a certain point the doctor says, like, don't let the sword touch your skin. And it's like... <laughs> Well, yeah. Don't get stabbed. <laughs> it's a sword. We, we didn't think that it was good to touch the sword to your skin. 
So the town gets slaughtered. The doctor shows up. Uh, and she's like, what the heck is going on here? And Right. And they're just there because they're there. Which, yeah. you know, you don't really always need to establish why they're in a certain place. But yeah. they just are. Yeah. But they're a hundred years off. And it's because when they skip rocks, the rocks go flying. Well, it's because there is a secret spaceship, right? Wasn't that it? Which is causing a geomagnetic disturbance. Yeah. And so they see this sea devil killing everybody, and they're like, let's catch him in a net. (laughs) (laughs) That'll that'll work. Especially since he literally has a sword, you know. (laughs) Like, they just have a rope net. It's not anything special. Right, but it's even more weird. I think it's just partially weird because of the editing, but it's just the way it's shot. It's yeah. like the, the doctor is just talking to the uh, to the sea devil who's like, any last words? And it's like, I caught you in the net. <laughs> Go, team, catch him in the net. And then yeah. suddenly he's standing on a net. Like, they didn't establish in a shot that he was standing on a net on the ground or where... Yaz and Dan were to right. hoist him or anything like that. There was zero setup. So he was just suddenly captured. It just comes out of nowhere. Right. And then it immediately doesn't do anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we're st- we're still like hanging out with uh, uh, Ying K and the pirate queen, Madame Ching, who is like not very apologetic about killing, about getting his dad killed. And so he wants revenge on her, but she's like, you don't know anything. I gotta go go in my pirate ship and sail away. <laughs> yeah. And so they both disappear because we we cut to, like, the, the sea devils who have escaped and are now on a flying pirate ship. Yeah. But then we cut back and suddenly Dan and Ying Ke are missing. Well, no, they decide to swim out to the to the ship. No, they're already missing by that point. Really? Like, they've they've wandered off from the doctor by this point. I I thought it the feels scene, like there's a scene missing. I I thought the scene where the doctor says to Yaz, "How could he have wandered off?" happens directly after they decide to swim out to the ship. No, it does. But where were they then? Right. So. That when they decide to swim out to the ship, they're like, we gotta go after that lady, but we don't have a boat. I guess we gotta swim. When, where are they in that scene? They're on the beach. Right. The doctor's not there on the beach. No. She's like so in the So how did they the get TARDIS. separated? And where <laughs> did Madame Ching go that they were not right behind them? You right. Know? I, yeah. Okay, now I see. Like, how did we lose these people, is what I'm saying. (laughs) So it feels like there's a scene missing where people get split up, right? Yeah, yes. But as easily as we lost Dan and Ying K, they just as easily find uh, Madame Ching. Yeah. And they're just, like, suddenly on the ship. (laughs) And they're, like, hiding behind, like like, a thing, and they're like... We're gonna we're gonna kill Madame Ching. How are we gonna do that? Dan's like, we can't kill her. I don't know how to fight. And he's like, but you're old. And then she finds them. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I don't know. It, there's no, like, uh, connective tissue here. No, it's just a bunch of weird plot that all just happens in a row with yeah. that editing. Yeah, really, really bad editing. And um, there's just no... I felt no reason to care about anything on screen Mm-mm. at any at any point. <laughs> um, and it, I went in excited for this, too, because I, I personally like pirates and pirate stories. I, I find them fun. And this just lacked... Well, do do you remember the last uh, Doctor Who pirate episode? That's true. Doctor Who is notoriously... The Curse of the Black Spot. Notoriously bad at pirates. That that is a really (laughs) bad episode as well. But that had the benefit of having a cast of characters that I liked. And I I don't currently (laughs) like the cast of characters. Well, what, what, what happened? You used to you used to be very positive on Dan. What happened? I still like Dan the most Dan's out of fine. all of them, but Dan cannot carry a show by himself. Uh, no, <laughs> certainly like, but holy crap, does he have more charisma than than the Doctor? Yes, he, he, he <laughs> does. It's just well, well. What about our new characters? What about Ying K and Madame Chen? Oh, yes. Ying K was a delight. Madame Chen was given nothing to do and did zero. <laughs> anything with what she well, had. Well, I wouldn't say that she was given nothing to do, mm. so she's this pirate queen, but she has no crew, because right? her, I don't know. her entire just... crew has been kidnapped by an unseen other pirate guy. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. We it's like, meet. she's supposed to be, you know, she's introduced as the queen of the pirates, right? But then we right. don't actually see her do any, like, actually cool pirating, or like, take charge or be a leader at any point she's yeah. just she like fights the... she does some fighting but so she... does literally everyone else you know like <laughs> she does nothing this queen the, the is... guy oh sorry uh... just the guy that that she was trying to get the treasure from jin um oh what's this jin yeah jin's uh, ship, this guy, he has more of a heroic presence than she does in this episode, which I think is pretty bullshit. All right, fair enough. This, this, um, this queen is not slaying. <laughs> she is not. She is not, okay? She is not right. girl so bossing enough for, for me. This, uh, this treasure of Flora de la Mar, which uh, was supposedly lost off the coast of Sumatra, but then it was found by, I believe, a fictional um, sailor, explorer, um, named uh, Shinji Hun. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he, well, okay, but then he lost. He was lost at sea. So they don't. They're trying to find this treasure, and they can't. They can't find it. Yeah. Um, so the doctor, who now has lost track of both the sea devils and Dan, somehow, <laughs> somehow Dan is hard to track. <laughs> Instead of just going where Dan is, who finds, you know, this pirate queen no problem, she goes a very circuitous route and decides to go (laughs) hundreds of years into the past Mm -hmm. to the most recent ship captained by a person named Uh, (laughs) Ji-Hun to try and figure out what happened to the treasure that the pirate queen is looking for. Right. Um, I think it's an interesting idea you know i mean if you're gonna split up the cast it makes sense to you know if you're doing like a pirate treasure hunt yeah to use the time travel that you have right like it'd be weird if they never time traveled while looking for a pirate treasure right right 
So they go to the past. They witness Ji Hoon seemingly, uh, you know, trying to make all of his own sailors jump overboard uh, to hand his ship over to the sea devils. And so they're like, oh, Ji Hoon's a bad guy. This guy made a deal with the devil, literally. Whoa. Um, <laughs> and there's, there's some guy whose name is mentioned. <laughs> There and it's clearly the guy you're supposed to remember because yeah. he's like the only one dressed in a colorful costume. Everyone else is in like browns and grays, and he's wearing like bright blue. <laughs> so, but yeah, so then they they are like, okay, now we know where the ship is. Let's go there in the present day. And so they go back to the contemporaneous zone with Dan and everyone else, uh, and they're under the sea. And Doctor and Yaz have a little moment. <laughs> 50,000 leagues under the sea. Yeah. Um, Where... I don't I don't know. I don't think anybody is going to really in, can, enjoy this. No. Can can we talk for a minute about the uh the Yaz doctor yeah, relationship or lack like thereof? We have to. It's the only thing worth I, discussing in this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's All right, I have a theory. So we established I, I have a theory. We established it last episode, right? They did, but we it's just so what? awkwardly handled. That it was gonna happen, but it's so awkwardly oh, handled. Yeah. It's just like you Here's... know, if I was gonna date someone, I would date you, but I can't date you because I don't date people. But if I was, like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Um, here's my prediction: the BBC uh-huh. does not want to let the gay kiss happen, and so <laughs> they... I mean, whether it happens or not doesn't really matter at this point, right? No, here's what I think. I think they're going to kiss right before the doctor regenerates, and then she's going to regenerate into a man, and then they're going to have a relationship. No. I no? I don't think Yaz is coming back. I don't think Yaz. I think Russell T is doing Russell, a clean break. Yeah, I think all Russell right, wants right. a clean slate, but... All right. Yeah, I think, if anything, they're going to kiss, and one of them's going to die. Like... <laughs> they're just going to straight up bury their gaze. I I think that I mean, do you really think Chris is like above that on some level? I mean, no, not the way at that all. He's writing this romance. It, it's essentially gone this particular way, right? Mm-hmm. Dan goes over to Yaz during flux and comforts her because she's sad that the doctor's not there. Mm-hmm. That is then recontextualized in Eve of the Daleks when Dan goes over to Yaz and is like. You know you like the doctor, right? And you know the doctor likes you too, right? I mean, can't you see it? You're blind. And then um, the, and then Dan goes over to the doctor and is like, "You know Yaz likes you, right? And you like her, right? I mean, you're blind. You're so I mean, look, naive that you can't see it. Look, most of so it's a lot of tell don't show. Yeah, most of the great like Doctor Who romances in the show like you know rose and stuff like that like they don't ever actually explicitly say that the, the person likes the other person they just tell you it through all the thing and then all the fans root for it but like here it's like they don't show you anything like it's just they're just telling you well they try to quote-unquote show you you know but it's, it's like it's they just stare morosely at each other and they're like yeah that's a romance right that's pining right 
I mean, it's just they have no chemistry. <laughs> well, no, well, there's, there's obviously there there already is a fan yes. support for the ship, so we have to we have to do more to deconstruct why it doesn't work when Chris is actually trying to give the fans what they want. I mean, it's you know, he's not the trying, fans what, just what want yeah, the, the fans, fans just want just a ship. Want, they want one a ship and they want two a a lesbian ship. They're they're ready okay. for the lesbians and Doctor Who. But also, I I'm uh, not seeing okay. like I don't see this Doctor Who fandom like clamoring for this. I think like so, no, yeah, this is not like it's like the one kernel that people are sort of holding on for because everything else is boring and confusing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And shippers are gonna ship regardless. Yeah, right. But so the line in this episode is not I'm not a bad date, am I? Yeah. Which she says to Yaz in reference to the majesty of being CGI at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Which doesn't even look that great. It looks I mean, fine. Uh, it looks fine enough. I know, but I'm just thinking like if it was the seventies and they had a scene that was under the water, they would use like stock footage from nature documentary. Yeah, it probably would have looked it'd wait, probably look better. No, it probably would have looked a lot worse. As I've seen I've seen. Well, it would look green screened, but it would look better because you're looking at actual fish. I don't instead of like CGI I don't know. Right, forget you. <laughs> um, the point is I'm I'm not a bad date, am I? What is what is that? Why would she say that if she well, doesn't want to? Because she just can't help her feelings from leaking out. Yeah. She, she can't control them, even though she wants to. That's the like right. yearning, pining, shipping thing. Well, yeah. I guess my only hope was prior to this episode that they would leave it unsaid until a very dramatic moment. You right. know, maybe right before the regeneration, and say. I know I wasn't able to say it, and now I regret it because I thought there'd be more time. You know, I love you. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I truly care for you, Yaz. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, you know, let's kiss as I explode into a million bits of light. Uh, <laughs> but, like, now that's out the window. The confession part has already been done. So, like, yeah. what is there even left to do? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like that's been the problem with so much of Chibnall's run, is that he mistimes everything. You know, like, he doesn't match up his dramatic climaxes with um, his emotional climaxes, you know? I mean, you could even have put it in the dramatic climax of this episode, like, maybe while they're, you know, sword fighting or something. Right. Maybe when the doctor is about to sacrifice herself for the 17th time, and then (laughs) gets saved by a random side character. Yeah. (laughs) For the 19th time. (laughs) What was his name? Koshamus in uh, Ascension of the Cybermen or whatever? Oh, you're no idea. Yeah, I don't know what the names are. <laughs> I would, that would cause me, to, that would require me to uh, remember any part of that. Remember episode. there was a death particle on the planet with the <sighs> Time Lord God, and I, Cybermen and she is like, I'll sacrifice I myself mean... to kill all of them. And then Coach Armas is like, wait, Doctor, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's sort of what happens. In about Here. 20 minutes from now. Okay, <laughs> let's get back to the recap, because that all was right, a big, right. uh... <laughs> big, big... So, I think we're we're also introduced to this Washen monster that is both is and isn't 
a sea devil. You know, the mm. big sea monster thing. Yeah. It's, like, related to them, but it's, like, their monster cousin. Right. Like, I think that exists in the original, but it's much smaller. Mm. Um, but basically, it's just this big sea monster, and it attacks the ship that uh, the pirate queen, Dan, and the other guy are on. And they shoot cannonballs at it, and it spits them back out, which is funny. But then it just sort of leaves and doesn't yeah. come back. Yeah, <laughs> and it's eats not. the TARDIS. But then they get out, so it's fine. But then they're just like, they're just suddenly in this underground cave looking at the Sea Devil's flying pirate ship. Yeah, that did confuse me because for a second I thought the pirate lair was inside of the beast. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, wait, what? No, That's they just, I guess, wanted to know. They just wanted to say, hey. Who are you? What are you doing? And then she's like, we have the keystone. And there's this whole back and forth, like, bantery thing where Yaz is, like, supposedly bad at negotiating because she keeps giving away their leverage. Do you remember this scene? No. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like a power struggle thing going on between Yaz and the doctor where, you know, Yaz will say something and the doctor will be like, oh no, I was keeping that in reserve. Uh, You know, and then she she was about to say, like, we don't know where the keystone is, but then the doctor says, oh, we have the keystone. And it's supposed to be like, the doctor's more experienced at this. Yaz is, you know, stupid. (laughs) But like, Yaz is just, telling the truth and the doctor is terrible at lying so it doesn't really matter one way or the other (laughs) like the doctor says we have the keystone and they're like we know you don't have the keystone we have a tracking device for the keystone (laughs) and then it's like well wait then why were you asking me where it was yeah and furthermore if you knew how to track the keystone why were all of the other sea devils in hibernation and they only sent one sea devil to go retrieve it well, and then it got frozen in stone maybe I'm he totally was lost. the only one who had the tracker but like isn't the giant sea monster also the tracker no the sea monster know. is the one who can track it so why didn't yeah. they just uh, cuz the keystone wake up? the keystone was on land david and it can't track it on land but they have a flying pirate ship. Yeah, but the creature doesn't fly. I I don't think that matters. Anyway, the, the point <laughs> being, he, like, they send one sea devil after it. He gets turned into stone and nobody goes to reclaim him. They just go to sleep for 200 years. I mean, maybe this was his crazy plan. Like, no one else uh, in the Sea Devil government supported his right. well, destroy the planet. Right, well, we don't really get a lot of that, because all we see are these Sea Devils, and they are planning to use a geomagnetic device to to flip the, the, the uh, polarity of the Earth's magnetism, which is something that happens on Earth every, like, couple million years or so. Right, but they were... Weren't they trying to do it so that it it would flip like it wasn't north and south? It was like west and east were the new north and south or something. Well, you can't do that. That's not how it works. That's what I thought. Well, no, because because during the time when it's switching, it creates all of these crazy events where there's like big swirls of electromagnetism. Mm. Um, it's a fascinating subject if you if you guys want to do more research on it. But 
Yeah, so it like slowly switches, and then it like at a certain point it tips, and then it flips the other way, and uh, and that's how the Earth changes polarity sometimes. But this is to make like the ice caps melt and the water rise. Yeah, right? like they want. That's yeah. right. So their their goal is to flood the Earth so that they can have more water, I guess. <laughs> As if there's not enough water. Yeah, I mean it's it's like seventy percent water. Yeah, but they I mean, really they're really pissed at the the land crawlers for uh, right. For they just want to they just want to kill them. Yeah, I mean in the older show it was more nuanced. You know they had lived there first. They came first, and they you know they try and negotiate with people, but there there's a lot of mistrust. And it mm. results in conflict. It's a lot like the uh, season five episodes that Chris Chibnall wrote, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but in this one, they're just like, "I hate, I hate stupid land parasites. I'm gonna kill right. them all." Right, and like, there wasn't even like a no nuance. Po- there, there could have been like a potential, um, like environmental message to this if they said it in the present day. You know. Sure, there could have been an environmental message, or, or there could have, could have been, you know, an anti-imperialist yeah, message. Yeah, yeah, I mean, about the Brits and China in 1807. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't exactly a happy time. Right. Um, yeah, when was the, when were the Opium Wars? Yeah, the opening, the Opium Wars were, like, 1839. I mean, there could have been an, a serious imperialism message, but right. instead it's just like, hey... <laughs> They were here first, and so they think that they deserve the right to live freely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How dare they? Yeah, I know. I mean, well, that's the thing. is like, It's not going to be an anti-imperialist message because it's a pro-imperialist message. It's like these, these disgusting anti-imperialists who want their land back. How dare they? Right. Um, yeah, but apparently in order to make their machine work, they need the keystone, which you're meant to assume is that, like, shard that... <laughs> that Captain Captain Ching stole, uh, but it isn't. It's instead just a random necklace that we never saw before. That's around uh, Ying Ke's neck. Yeah, because uh, it turns out that his grandfather, great grandfather, was the guy who escaped from the ship. What? Right, and apparently Ji Yun has been kept alive in a like. St- stasis chamber for literally no reason (laughs) i guess in case he knew where the keystone was but they weren't looking for the keystone (laughs) i feel like he was kept in there like maybe as a torture thing like you'll be alive indefinitely in a box like you know that'll drive people (laughs) crazy or whatever (laughs) i i mean it sounds terrible but at the same time he comes out he seems fine yeah no he's totally (laughs) there's nothing wrong with him (laughs) he's more heroic than the pirate queen his thing which is like i had to keep the keystone safe uh, it's, you know, it can freeze people in stone or destroy the world. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What's even it's, happening anymore? It's, it's, I, it's like a mess of plots. Like, they all get together and the doctor's like, alright, I need to do some science fiction bullshit to stop this. Uh, you guys go fight them and keep them away from us. And Dan does a big cut on a bunch of the sea devils, and uh, 
Jihoon is like, wow, you're really good. And then there's a terrible line where he's like, oh, you should see my mom fight. And it's Yeah, I don't even know what awful. that means. Like his mom whacked stuff with a frying pan in the... Right, but how does that relate to him I swinging a sword? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but it's supposed to be a throwback. Oy vey. Um... <laughs> There's another awkward Dan and Yaz scene where yeah. Yaz is like, Dan, did you say something to the doctor? And Dan's <laughs> like, what? Did the doctor say something to you? And Yaz is like, what would the doctor have said to me? Did it's, you say something to her to say something to me? It's so <laughs> middle school. It's like incredibly painful. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, they both are sexually attracted to each other, but the doctor does not want to have a relationship with uh, a mortal human. (laughs) Uh, I hope Russell T's... I just hope Russell T's doctor is super horny and, like, hooks up with everyone. How could a doctor written by Russell not be super horny? <laughs> doctor dances, my friend. The doctor yeah, but, dances. But uh, Eggleston wasn't that horny. He, he had the one. No. Oh, no, he was horny. No, he was horny. <laughs> he, he did. He was only there he, one season. He contained it, but he was horny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we, we alluded to it earlier, but there's the scene where she's... Like, they're just preparing to create a bomb to destroy this underground lair um yet another bomb the doctor's and, favorite uh, and there we alluded to this scene earlier but you know the doctor just brings up this stuff again and is like you know what i said earlier about not being a bad date i used to date but i don't date anymore if i did date it would be with you because you're the best woman i've ever met even better than my wife because I, I used to have a wife, but I was a different man back then. But if I wasn't that man and I was here right now, I would date you, except I won't. Won't. Because yeah. Because I don't. It was yeah. very dumb. Yeah, it's very dumb. And and you also, can just tell... So sorry, go ahead, Victor. Well, it's just like the comparison to, like, River just feels so unearned, like, by comparison. It's just like... <laughs> You're the greatest woman the doctors ever met. Like, I don't know anything about you, Yaz. I don't know. You're a cop. And you have some family issues, I think. That's it. That's all I know. No, she's resolved all of her family issues. She's fine. You see, I didn't even know that. And I've been been watching the show. She she wants to be like the doctor. I I remember that from when she wrote on her hand, What Would the Doctor Do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, WWTD. D. Oh my god, it's just so bad. Um, I know that she's sort of morally... She has some kind of moral thing similar to the doctor. Because um, everybody's really upset when ji kills that one sea devil. I mean... It's like, oh my god, ji you killed that one sea devil! <laughs> just before I was gonna kill all of them! <laughs> Yeah, doesn't really make a lot of sense. No. I mean, I'm not super clear on it. She says she's going to do this thing that's going to make their base really dense. So maybe it doesn't kill them, but it looks like it kills them. It it basically implodes the base, which definitely seems right. to imply dying. And they like But it's interesting because played... you could have just wrote anything, right? Like what if she had just said, 
I'm going to increase the density of the water around this place so that they can so that they can't escape this fortress, but they'll be able to live out the rest of their days trapped in this fortress. Like <laughs> you can just write anything, right? Right. I mean, I don't... so they made a deliberate choice to make it look like it was imploding and killing yeah. all of them. Oh yeah. I will say I did I did like the um playing the underwater explosion backward for the implosion. I thought it looked nice. I mean, it was I guess it was a fine effect. I don't know. It just it just was kind of vague and also like, you know, just the fact that all the bad guys stop attacking them while while they're building this detonation device, you know. Yeah, it's and where, very what kind. happened to that giant sea monster? They never dealt with that. And I Look, it's hard to find look, they, they, a, they, a thread of plot th- in this. Don't, don't get too worked up about it, okay? It's, <laughs> it's fine. It's almost over. We're at the it's finish almost, line. Yeah. One more episode. Okay. Um, so Dan calls Die. Remember Die? Yeah, I wish this. I wish this plot thread would die. and so remember we were talking about literally the last time we saw die she was like dan we can't just date we're you know we just went through some seriously bad stuff i i need some time to myself and then the very next time we see her dan calls her and she's like oh i've missed you (laughs) so much (laughs) i know nothing she's had the time David. But, that, what does that but mean, that's though? that's just how Chimnall does any character development. It's just like suddenly they're in a different state. There's not like a process of getting to that state. There's nothing that right. actually resolves. It's just like, okay, now their time has passed, now they're here. Right. Right. Well, I think the idea is like he, he's having trouble juggling the motivations of these characters, you know? Yeah. Like that was something Moffat was good at. He never knew when um when Jenna Coleman was going to leave his show. And so he kept coming up with reasons for her to leave and then stay, and her ambivalence became sort of part of it. Mm. And every time that she actually does leave, there's, like, a reason for it in the plot. Yeah. Uh, And every time she comes back, there's a reason. But in this one, it's like... (laughs) um, Dan is, like, ready to leave and be with Dai, so Dai has to tell him, no, we're we're not going to (laughs) date. So that he can run off and have adventures with the doctor, and then as soon as that's done, he she just takes him back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last scene is just the two, the two lesbians being like, "We can't be lesbians." <laughs> the BBC won't let us. <laughs> and then they skip rocks. Man. Yeah, it's... they don't have anything. You know, they don't have any like emotional thing that they can go back to, right? You know, they no. don't have like fish custard or no no this is the most underdeveloped relationship in doctor truly they don't have like oh that thing that you whispered in my ear i don't i don't know i I can't tell you what scenes you put into a yaz doctor like youtube video compilation video like over like evanescence playing like i i can't imagine that (laughs) it must exist no, they they definitely have like, you know, ten minutes of but, of Jodie Whittaker's like, doctor being I, uh, a tragic, I can, you know, a tragic gay, like a tragically awkward gay or something, you know. I could probably make a better video about Rory and like 
John it's Sims Master five minute beating. one. <laughs> They've never shared a scene. Though. I know, but you just cut it in the right way, and you could probably get more, more chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I did find um, a five-minute one on YouTube. What is it called? It's called 13 and Yaz All Too Well. All right, everybody, go watch, well. go watch that video instead of this episode. It's probably better. <laughs> right. I'm trying to scroll back through my notes, see if we missed anything, but I feel like we really didn't. There's just nothing to be missed. Oh, we did miss a gag. We missed that Dan, this whole episode, is dressed as, like, a costumed pirate like like a costume shop pirate yeah whereas uh yaz and the doctor are dressed as just like cultural appropriation clothing i mean it's just <laughs> it's semi-traditional chinese dress yeah Fif- you know 15th century or, or i guess maybe 19th century my nani says Courage is knowing something will hurt and doing it anyway. It's she also says it's the definition of stupidity. Uh, hey, I'm trying to I'm I'm reading through my notes and I just noticed a note that I don't literally know what happened in that scene. You remember the scene where she thinks that she's trying to navigate through the stars? This is, you know, Captain Chang. She's trying to navigate with the stars and then the stars start flying all around. Do you remember what that was? And that was like the the geo gravity starting to shift or whatever. Why would that shift the stars? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Was it shifting the light? Can they do, can that do that? There can is like the, an a aurora. The electromagnetism changed the way that the stars look to us. I have no idea. Probably hmm. not is the answer. And he just wanted to mess with them. But, like, them being unable to navigate isn't actually a problem. Because they sort of show up where they need to be anyway, somehow. Question Uh mark. So, it's all very pointless. Well, no, they didn't show up where they were supposed to be, remember? The the sea devils just tracked the necklace. So, they didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. There's no yeah. connection between any particular plot points. Right. Yeah. That's true. And this is what I'm saying about, like, the pirate captain doing literally no pirating or captaining. Like... Right. Well, she doesn't have a crew. Couldn't We couldn't a... afford a crew. We could only afford f- five actors for this one. <laughs> the, um, the actor who plays the sea devil, by the way, is the actor who played Carvinista. Ah. And the actor who, um... Who plays Ying K? Apparently, this is his first professional acting role. <laughs> he's great. Uh, yeah, that's good. good yeah, for he's him. fine. He was charming. He was very it, energetic. Uh, yeah, but. it reminds me of uh, in the last Easter special, Planet of the Dead, where we first saw um, Daniel uh, Kaluuya. Oh. Of of Get Out fame. Mm-hmm. Maybe well, maybe this is the beginning of a career. I I hated Planet of the Dead. Uh, I hate this one too. Yeah, it's not I good. I don't. Uh, I don't think this is the worst Chibnall. I'd say it ranks probably below Nikola Tesla's Night. Definitely of Terror. below Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Yes, it's it's back this Stop season. Nikola Tesla, you. <laughs> I corrected you so many times. 
You still say it. But some of us <laughs> killing me inside. Some of us out there still know the truth. Hashtag Nicholas Tuckerfredruther.com. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I would say it's worse than the Santaran episode. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, it's, it's worse definitely worse than the it's worse than Weeping most. Angels episode. Oh, for sure. That was a blast. Yeah. No, this is one of the worst episodes of the whole show. This is dog shit. Here's a question okay. Is it worse than Donald Trump's spiders? Uh, it's yeah. Cause no. I, I, I no, but I can. I, all these years later, I remember Donald Trump spiders. I can tell you, she li- <laughs> she lets those spiders die uh, of suffocation because that's. But the you can't tell made. me all the individual plot. Points no, 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 but I can. I can that tell one you, was confusing and I, nonsensical too. No, but I can tell you, Donald Trump was there. I can tell you that the doctor <laughs> made a big fuss about not using guns, so she suffocates all the all the spiders. <laughs> I can tell you that Yaz had problems with her right, family. Right, well, in this Meanwhile, one, she does the I, same I, thing. I, I she just, makes a big fuss about I, stabbing a sea devil I, through the heart, I, I but watched. then crushes them all in a, in a <laughs> collapsing underwater I, I, thing. I, I, here's the thing. I think what Victor is almost getting at is that that was like one of the first times we saw that. You know, that was uh-huh. all the way back in the first Chibnall season, right? Right. We've had so many episodes like that now that this, this is, is just, just being another one. another one. It's a drop in the bucket, you know? Right. I mean, I'd say for a penultimate episode of, of a, you know, <laughs> of a writer's run, I mean, it's this is bad. like, it's this bad. is real sad. Yeah. yeah. This is because nothing. This is, you've, you've hit your peak and then you're just dwindling. It's like, well, it wasn't even solely. Worse. It wasn't even solely written by him, right? There was another writer. On this one. Yeah. Oh. Ugh, let me well, look it up. But, yeah, no, th- this one's really bad. His fingerprints are all over it. I'll tell oh, you yeah. that much. Yeah. I-, I prefer the Donald Trump spider episode. I can at least, at least, I can say that was the one with Donald Trump in it. Whereas this one, it's like, what? This is the one with pirates in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? This one was written by Ella Road. No idea who that is. Wait, so Chibnall didn't write this one at all? Holy shit, she's... Uh, no, I guess not. I mean, he's given, like, showrunner credit, and... Hmm. It says, written by newcomer Ella Road and showrunner and executive producer Chris Chibnall. So, I guess they both have writing credits on it. You know what? A pirate's life is not the life for me. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> that, that, that was the other thing. I've been watching um, the new Taika Waititi uh, oh, yeah, yeah. show, Our Flag Means Death, which is just yeah. absolutely delightful. And then sure. to go from that those pirates to this, it was like right. burning my eyes out. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think you... Like, there is some element of mystery to this. They do thread some clues throughout, you know? Like, we see in the past Ji-Yun fighting off sea devils. And we're left to wonder, what was the, the deal with that? And then it is, in some way, explained. So it can't be the worst episode that Chibnall's ever written. But it is very it's, bad. It's not great. It's not great. Yeah, it's really, really um, bad. It's really bad. We'll we'll see you guys next time, I guess, right? 
for, for the our very finale. Last, yeah. uh, <laughs> our very last Chibnall hate session, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> we're gonna see the doctor. We're gonna see Yaz. We're gonna see Dan. We're but we're also s- gonna see the master. Yeah, and he looks like Rasputin <laughs> for some reason. He does. What do you mean he looks like Rasputin? In the second His beard? Yeah, he has like this crazy beard and long hair, like super like I thought he was shaved. No, there's two no. there's two shots of him. He shows up again later on with like long hair to show that like time has passed or something. <laughs> to show that time had passed. Um and then additionally we're going to see two classic Who companions who have been doing a lot of big finish work recently. Um Ace and the other one, uh, the Australian the one. Other one. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know about the other one, but I know that Ace has a lot of fans, and I, I don't. I don't fuck with the old show that much, to be honest. <laughs> so I, I don't know like how good she was or wasn't, but I'm sure a lot of people have been waiting for this moment for a long time, and I am just so sorry for those people that that episode has to be written by Chris Chibnall, because uh, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll watch some classic Who to get a sense of these characters. Although, I don't know why we are, because I, I think Tegan and Ace are just going to be, like, walk-on cameos, basically. Right. I don't think they're going to play into the plot very much. I mean, no. remember Kate Stewart? <laughs> yeah. No. So, no. yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll All see. Right. What is it, in the fall that this one's uh, coming out, or is it a, a yeah. Christmas special? It says late 2022. There's no release date yet. So. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it all wraps up for our heroes and whether we get that kiss or not. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you in the future. Arr, nasty. Arg. <laughs> Bye, guys. No, no, wait, wait. That's arg, folks. That's that's arg, folks. What does it? <laughs> but it, but it, but it. Bye. All right, later. All right. Bye. <laughs>